I'm still buying, and I'm still waiting. Whenever a good deal comes to me, I will buy it. And remember, we're creating passive income. I'm not investing for appreciation. Appreciation is speculating. You're hoping it goes up. And so what I do is I invest for passive income. That's how I was able to quit my job because I invest for passive income. We became entrepreneurs because more than anything, we want freedom. We want to be in control of our own schedule, income, and life. But unfortunately, that isn't always the reality of being a business owner. I'm Gillian Perkins, and I'm on a mission to take back entrepreneurship for what it's supposed to be. In every episode, I'll share with you how to get the most out of every hour you work so that you can work less and earn more. Let's get to it. In this episode, I'm interviewing my friend, Dustin Heiner. Dustin and I first met at an event hosted by Pat Flynn a few years ago, and we immediately hit it off both because of personality things and worldview things, but also because we were both really interested in each other's businesses. Both of us run online businesses where we more actively earn income by selling digital products as well as invest in real estate. However, I earn the bulk of my income, both active and passive income through my online business, whereas Dustin earns the bulk of his income through his real estate investments. And so we both felt that we had a lot to learn from the other person because both of us specialized in a different thing. That's why I've brought Dustin on the show today to talk about real estate investing because Dustin uses real estate investing as a way to, well, invest the profits from his online business and to multiply them passively. And he's been quite successful with this. Over the past 10 or 15 years, he has bought, I believe, over 50 different real estate investments, including dozens of houses, as well as some apartment buildings and even some hotels now, which is pretty cool. So he obviously knows a thing or two about real estate investing and earning passive income with it. I had a lot of questions I wanted to get Dustin's opinion on about how to do this most successfully, how to get started with it, and also especially how to do it in today's economy. You know, with the economy the way that it is right now with a lot of inflation, as well as it looks like going into a bit of a recession, some people are describing this economic situation as stagflation. I wanted to know, is this still a good time to be investing in real estate or should we hold off until the market changes a bit? And so in this episode, Dustin shares his take on whether or not we should jump into this right now, whether we should wait and how we should navigate all of this. I'm really excited to bring you this episode because while I talk a lot about how to earn with an online business selling digital products, A lot of the time, I don't talk about what to then do with the money. Of course, you can always just keep reinvesting it into your business, but you might get to a point where you're at a little bit of a plateau with your online business where pouring more money into it isn't going to change anything. And so you have some capital sitting there, some profits that you've earned, and you might be interested in looking at some other investments to diversify a little bit and also to tap into other sources of income. So with that being said, allow me to introduce to you Dustin Heiner. Hey there, Dustin, and welcome to the show. 
I cannot wait to get into talking about passive income with you today, especially uh, talking about some of your favorite passive income strategies, what's worked really well for you in the past, but also looking forward, getting your insight, your wisdom on where you're going from here and what you're choosing to invest in, how you're choosing to strategically uh, transition your business, given the current state of the economy and where it looks like it's headed. So before we get into all that, though, I'd love to give the listeners just a bit of context about you and where you're coming from. So could you give us the story of where you have been and how you've gotten to where you are today? I'll start with the end, but jump really quickly back to the beginning. So when I was 37 years old, I was blessed to be able to quit my job. Now, have enough money coming in from other sources, and I'm a real estate investor, so the main thing is real estate investing. But 37 years old, I was able to quit because I had enough properties making me money every single month. I didn't work, the properties worked for me, and I was able to not have to work a job. Now, I'll quickly go back to the beginning. So when I was younger, I've all, well, in my life, I've always been entrepreneurial. You know, the thought of starting businesses and all that good stuff. But at the same time, I was taught, just like we're all taught, that we go to school, we good, good grades. Then we take those good grades and you go to college and get in thousands and thousands of dollars into debt and you get more good grades and hopefully get a piece of paper, a degree, and then go to other businesses and try to get a career, then work 40 plus years of your life and hopefully retire at 65, 70 years old on what you managed to save your entire life. Well, I'm doing that exact thing. In fact, I get the most stable, secure job I could ever get. It's working in California at a local county government doing technology or IT. Three things, California's not going away, government's not going away, and technology's not going away. So I got the most stable, secure job possible. But at the same time, I started creating a couple businesses. So when I was young, I had a newspaper out. A lot of people don't know where newspapers are, but that's, you know, newspapers <laughs> that ride around on your bike at 5 a.m. and throw the newspaper at 5 a.m., banging them on garage doors, waking people up. I had that. I had a graphic and website design company. I even had a uh, skateboard manufacturing business. And I was selling those. A uh, convenience store and a pizzeria, starting these all from scratch. But at the same time, working that same nine to five. And I bought one rental property at the time. This was in 2006, before the crash of 2008 and 2009. I bought one rental property and that property made me and I remember the checks vividly in my mind, $317. And I didn't do a thing. That was from the rents minus the expenses. I made $317. And I thought, my goodness, I need to get more of these. I, I need to be an investor. But you absolutely know, Gillian, what happens. Life gets in the way. My wife and I started having children. We had one, two, and eventually we had our fourth child. And this is what shoved me and catapulted me into the passive income and real estate investing. So when my wife had her fourth child, I'm still working that same nine to five job, I went on paternity leave. That's where the dad stays home with the mom, changes poopy diapers and bonds with the baby and all that good stuff. And I go back to work. And in that first week that I get back to work, I get a call from my boss's 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 secretary, like the top dog, Friday at 3.30 in the afternoon. She says, Dustin, would you please come to the office? I said, sure. And then I hung up the phone and I paused for a second. I thought, why in the world did they call me in the office? Like, this isn't normal. And I've seen plenty of movies. Getting a call at 3.30 on a Friday is not a good sign. And before I went on paternity leave, I was remembering back two months before, there was some rumors or some rumbling going on that there could be layoffs in the county, in the government that I was working. And I immediately shook it off. I said, there's no way. I have great seniority here. My bosses love me. So I shook it off and I started walking down the hallway to my boss's office. Now, Gillian, this hallway isn't very long. In fact, it's kind of short, but every single step that I took, it felt like the hallway got longer and longer and longer. And it felt like my feet became lead bricks because 
I realized as I was walking out, I could potentially lose my job. Well, I get down the corner and I turn the corner, I see my boss's door. His door's closed and I see a secretary there, super sweet, nice old lady. And she says, Dustin, would you please have a seat? And she's sheepishly grinning at me, trying to console me with her eyes because she knows everything about what's going on. I know nothing about what's going on. So I go and I take my seat and I sit down and I think about my life. That whole entire plan that I was told I need to follow, well, if I get laid off right now, I thought, did I just waste my life doing this? And then if I don't have a job, how am I gonna feed my family? Does that make me a failure as a father, a failure as a husband and a man trying to provide for his family? Well, as I'm sitting there and my hands get all clammy, my forehead gets all sweaty because the nerves of potentially losing my job is crushing me. Well, the door to my boss's office opens up. Out walks a lady, a coworker of mine, with a piece of paper in her hands. She is noticeably distraught, noticeably upset. She's not necessarily crying, but you could tell her world has been rocked. She passes by me and my boss says, Dustin, would you please come to the office? So I get up and I walk into his office and I get laid off. And remember, this is the government. Nobody gets fired or laid off from the government, but I did. And this is the reason why I tell this story. So hopefully you're gonna learn from this. So I take that layoff notice and I go back to my desk and I realize two things sitting right then and there, Gillian. The first thing was I need to get another job. I need to be able to provide for my family. So I was really, really blessed. Praise the Lord to be able to find another job in the same county, a whole nother department wasn't having the issues. Check, got that done. The second thing sitting right there, and this is the reason why I tell the story, I realized that I need to make sure that this never ever happens to me again. I need to make sure that nobody has the ability to take away my ability to feed my family. So right then and there, I told myself no longer would I ever answer the question, we all get this question, Dustin, what do you do? I would reply, oh, I work for the county, I do technology for the county. I'm basically projecting the value in myself as coming from my job. No, no, my value doesn't come from my job. My value comes from my God and from myself and from my family. So right in there, then and there I said, I am now gonna tell everybody I am an investor because I knew I needed to be an investor, but life got in the way. Now it so happens that 100% of my money comes from my job. That's now my part-time job. I am a full-time investor. So fast forward the story started buying property after property after property, each one of those properties making me $250 or more in passive income. Eventually I had 30 plus properties. I realized even though at this new job, I'm losing money working here. $75,000 a year is not enough. I'm losing money. So last part of the story, I went to my new boss, great boss and all. I said, hey boss, here's your layoff notice. Like here's your two weeks notice. And we laughed and he said, Dustin, what are you gonna do? And I said, I don't have to do anything. I own real estate, it makes me money without working, and now I am free to never work another job. Last part of the story, I would walk a mile and a half every day to and from my car, because it was downtown, I'm too frugal to pay for parking. I've taken this walk a thousand times. Well, I felt like I was walking on clouds because I knew I would never ever need a job again. And everybody listen to this, you need to realize that your worth is so much more than anybody could ever pay you. And this is how you'll realize this. Your boss is paying you just enough to keep you working without quitting, but not so much money, it takes money out of their pocket. And if they paid you what you're worth, they would go broke. So what we do is now, because if you're listening to Gillian's show, you have the same mentality, the same ideas, but there's more out there than working a dead end. In my opinion, I call it a J-O-B, a just overbroke job. But if you figure out that way to create passive income that makes you money, create businesses, then you will be able to be successfully unemployed. So I'll pause the story because you probably got plenty of questions. Well, what a powerful story, Dustin. You know, I've probably heard you tell that before, 
but it is fresh all over again. And it really conveys such important principles. I mean, you've gotten me inspired all over again about what both you and I do, where we're teaching people how to stop just working a job, J-O-B, as you put it, you know, what a good term, just over broke, and instead move forward with building something that actually builds wealth over time, creates sources of passive income, and allows people to truly enjoy their lives instead of just having to spend their lives constantly working for their income. Okay, so now I've got a few questions for you, starting with currently, what are your main sources of income? So I love the idea of streams of income. We all talk about having multiple streams of income. Those are fantastic. Now, I have multiple streams of income, which I'll get into in just a second, but I have a river of income. All those streams flow into my river of income, which is my real estate investing. If anything, I'm a real estate investor. So all the money that I make from anywhere else goes into my real estate investing. So the first one is rental properties or residential, four units and below. I also have syndications, which are multifamily, but basically all types of real estate investing. And I focus on passive income. And that's how I was able to be successfully unemployed because I have properties that make me money while I sleep. And that passive income becomes generational income because I don't have to sell these properties. They make me money without me working. I will literally give these properties to my kids. So that's number one. Real estate investing is number one. Number two is I created an online business. So it's kind of funny, Gillian. So I quit my job. And as I was quitting my job, I had so many friends and family members, friends from church and coworkers asking me, how are you going to not work and still make money? And I said, I invest in real estate. I make passive income. The second question always comes, will you show me? And so I was like, I had extra time. So I started teaching my friends and family members, teaching everybody. And I realized a couple things. Number one, I really enjoyed teaching. It was a lot of fun. But number two, teaching people one-on-one was so much time. And they had beginner questions, which were good. But what I decided to do was I wrote a book. I wrote a book. I said, here's going to answer all your beginner questions. Read this. When you're ready, come back and talk to me. Because then wherever you are, you can have better questions that fit you, applicable to you. So fast forward from that, that book then reached out to podcasting. I have my own past, uh, podcast called Master Passive Income Podcast, YouTube channel. Um, I have coaching and courses and all that stuff just to help as many people as possible. So that's Master Passive Income. That's another revenue scheme. Everything from affiliates to sponsorships and all that good stuff. Another one I created is another, or it's basically a conference. Now it's not necessarily passive income, but what it is, I hire people to run the business. So because I have so many, I literally have thousands of students now that have coached to invest in real estate, that we get on Zoom calls, we're all friends and everything. And they said, hey, Dustin, we wanna get together. We wanna meet up where we can all have fun. We're friends online, but let's get together. So I said, let me do one better than just a meetup. So I called up at least 25 of my friends who are, they have their own audiences, they're expert investors. And I said, I have an idea. How about we create a conference where we help each other out? It's not one of those sales pitch ones like, hey, now run to the back and go give us thousands of dollars. Not that. The opposite of that, where we are now giving, we're helping because we've reached this. Let's do this. So I created a conference called the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. And that conference now has, has employees now that's passive for me because I have employees that now run that business. And it's every single year. So it's on the West Coast this year in Phoenix in 2023. Next year, it'll probably be a Tennessee area. But those are the three main. Now, I do have other little uh, from Success Unemployed podcasts where I make a little bit of money there, YouTube channel and things like that. But those are the main revenue streams. But remember, they all the streams flow into my real estate 
revenue. That's that's my entire river of income. So when it comes to real estate investing in particular, it sounds like obviously that is your choice investment. It's your choice source of passive income since you are choosing to reinvest all of your profits into that. So throughout history and specifically like within the last, let's say 10 or 20 or 30 years, there've definitely been these cycles where the economy has gone up and gone down and real estate has gotten more expensive and cheaper, right? And whenever, well, people's reaction to this is always interesting, right? Because they always have reasons why they don't want to invest. Oh, real estate's too expensive right now. Or when real estate's cheap, oh, I don't have any money right now. And there's other reasons too, right? Um, but then when we look in the past, you know, where we've got that hindsight 2020 vision, right? It's easy to see like, oh, I should have bought then. Oh, I should have bought then. And then look at today and be like, but I shouldn't buy now, right? So clearly in the past, you've been able to buy real estate. But I'm curious, in today's economy, are you continuing to buy real estate or are you waiting for the next slump? Why, why not? I would say absolutely 100% I'm still buying and I'm still waiting. Like I'm, whenever a good deal comes to me, I will buy it. And remember, we're creating passive income. I'm not investing for appreciation. Appreciation is speculating. You're hoping it goes up. And so what I do is I invest for passive income. That's how I was able to quit my job because I invest for passive income. So today there are still fantastic deals out there. In fact, one of my students, actually I'll give you a quick example. He's a pastor in Sacramento. He doesn't have any money, extra money. He just has a house that we were able to pull a home echo line of credit. This is just one strategy. Pull the home echo line of credit on his house. So he had access to capital, bought a house. I think it was Georgia. And it was normally they were asking 120,000, but because we're investor, we bought it for lower. He bought it for like $75,000, fix it up. So we captured equity, fix it up, made it worth more. And now he refinanced it. Cause remember he took that home equity line of credit to buy that property and then it's free and clear. But then he gets a cash out refinance. So now that uh, property has a loan on it, pays back off his home equity line of credit. Now he has a property free and clear, not free and clear. It has a mortgage on it, but he needs to use his own money. So for me, what I do is I look for deals. And remember, this is passive income. We're building a business. We don't invest for appreciation. Appreciation will be there. I mean, it'll be great, but I'm going to give these properties to my kids. So what I do when I'm buying properties, we build a business that we make sure that we make money every single month when we buy that property. We don't buy the property unless we make money. So right now, even as the market's really, really high, there still are great properties that make us passive income. I'll give you an example. I suggest $250 at the minimum for passive income from every single property that you buy. Once you buy that property that makes $250 a month, then it's just simple math from there. One property is $3,000 a year at $250 a month. 10 properties is $2,500 a month. That's $30,000 a year without working. 20 properties is $5,000 a month, $60,000 a year. And that's that's how I was able to quit my job. I just scaled it from there. Right now, I'm buying syndications, which are multifamily properties, uh, apartment complexes. I even own hotels now, which is super fun. But yes, I'm currently buying. But here's the thing. In 2006, when I first started investing, I bought my first property. I didn't really know what I was doing, but I knew I needed passive income. So I bought a property making me, like I said, $317. When the market crashed, my goodness, my rents went up because sadly people lost their homes if they were buying it, but that makes more renters. More renters means more demand for my property and rents go up. So no matter if the market goes up, if the market goes down, or if the market goes sideways, I make money. So here's the thing, instead of thinking, 
well, I'm gonna wait to buy real estate. No, 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 you buy real estate and then wait because over time, it's gonna be one of the best things. Now, if you do it right where you're buying properties and the first month you're making money and passive income, you're already winning, you're ahead of the game. And then from there, you just keep scaling from there. Now those properties are maybe $317. I wanna say it's making me like 600 or $700 a month in passive income just because over time I make so much more money. So as we're talking about investing in real estate in this, what I'm going to term a stagflation type economy where we're facing inflation, but also unemployment and things like that, how can we do so safely and effectively? What's your best advice for investing in real estate right now? The biggest thing, in my opinion, is creating a business that runs itself. I like having an actually automatic business. I don't do anything in my real estate investing business. Uh, maybe like a lot of people have heard of the book, The 4-Hour Workweek. Mm -hmm. Well, I think working four hours a week is for suckers. I don't want to work four hours a week. I don't even want to work four hours a month. I maybe work 30 minutes a month on all my properties because I have other people doing all the work. And so when you build the business, whether it's multifamily, you know, apartment complexes to land investing, um, Airbnb, whatever it might be, if you build the business, you know you're going to be making money. I'll give you an example. Let's say you can buy a candy bar for 50 cents and you know without a shadow of a doubt you can sell it for a dollar. Well, you would do that all day, every day. You would be happy to buy as many as you can. But now let's say you don't have that 50 cents to even buy that first candy bar and it costs you 25 cents to borrow that 50 cents. Well, then you have 75 cents that is total wrapped up in that, prop that property or that, that candy bar but then you sell it for a dollar, you make 25 cents every single time. You would do that over and over again. You would borrow lots and lots of money. So right now, in the idea of, you know, with the economy changing, which it absolutely is, interest rates going up very, very high. In fact, it's not as high as it has been in the past, 17%. I remember my parents paying back in like the, I don't know, 90s or something, paying 17%. It was really, really rough for them. But with interest going up, with inflation going up, with I want to say probably in 2023, 2024, prices will come down on properties 20%, maybe 20, maybe 30%, maybe more, because it went up so high. Now, looking at this environment of what you're going to be investing in, what we do is we make sure, just like we would not buy a candy bar for $1.25 and sell it for a dollar, we'd lose money. You do not buy any properties, multifamily, single family homes, whatever it might be. Don't buy any properties unless you're making money every single month and adequate. Like my suggestion is for a single family home, $250 a month at the bare minimum. Don't buy it unless you do that. So build the business first, make sure you're making money every single month. Allow me to interrupt for just a minute to tell you about a brand new podcast series that we recently released. It's called The 100K Method, and it's all about how to successfully scale your course to six figures and beyond. This podcast series is perfect for you if you're interested in making a living with your online course or with a membership site, but you're struggling with turning your course into a consistent stream of income. Maybe you've created your course, maybe you've even launched it, and maybe you made some money, but is is it enough to live on? Is it enough that you can replace your job with it and work full time for yourself? If not, then this podcast series is for you. Check the description of this episode for the link to find the 100k method and tune in or just visit gillianperkins.com slash 100k method. Again, that's gillianperkins.com slash 100k method. I'm sure you're going to love this series and it is going to give you some major mindset shifts and some practical strategy for scaling your course to six figures and beyond.
So Dustin, you said that you're anticipating prices are going to come down in the next year or two. So should we wait? That's, <laughs> well, remember my statement is we don't wait to buy real estate, we buy real estate and wait. And here's the thing, homeowners, our investors competition because you know i get the question well dustin you're coaching lots of people how to invest in real estate aren't you creating competition i'm like no homeowners are my competition in fact they're the ones that drive the prices up they're the ones paying 10 or 20 percent over market value because oh i love this house and it's right next to the school all this sort of stuff no 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 they're priced now out of the market and so when you ask the question should we wait or should we buy the answer is yes to both Meaning, if you have a good deal right now where you're making money in passive income, another way that we make money in real estate is we capture equity, which means like my pastor student, he it was uh, they were selling for 120,000. He bought it for 75 or 77,000 dollars. He captured almost 50,000 dollars in equity, 45,000 dollars in equity right then and there. So that's a way we get that passive income. And then uh, you know capture equity, but then we also make more passive income because the purchase price is lower. Mortgage. Payment is lower, which means it's less money out of our pocket, passive income increased. So my suggestion is two things. Number one, be looking now to invest in real estate. Build your business now because oh, just like if you're going to go surfing, I love surfing. If you're going to go surfing, you're on a board and you're waiting for that wave to come. You do not start paddling after the wave has already passed you. You're never going to catch that wave. You start paddling before the wave gets to you so you can catch that wave. Same thing right now. There are deals out there right now. If you don't have the business built, you can't buy deals. If you don't have the business built and you're already having, uh, let's say, wholesalers or realtors sending you deals, you don't have money people already ready to lend to you, you don't have the business built of who's going to manage the property, when the market changes, you're going to be tr left trying to paddle up. So yes to both. We wait for good deals all the time. Good deals are going to come in three years from now. Good deals are going to come tomorrow. So in other words, would you say start looking for good deals today? And as soon as you buy, as soon as you find one, buy it. And as you keep looking, then you'll find even more at some times. Is that right? I would say no. I would say no. And the reason why a lot of us people that want to start investing, the and I did the same thing, we immediately jumped to finding the deals or a deal. That's not the first thing. The first thing is building the business and finding the right people that are gonna manage the property. Let me give you an example. So if you're going to start a convenience store, you know, candy bars and soda machines and all that good stuff, well, you're not gonna sign a lease on a location, open the doors and set a box of candy bars in on the ground. No, you would go out of business in two seconds. <laughs> what you would do though, is you would build the business first. You get the gondolas, those are shelving units that all the candy bars go on. You get the countertops, the cold storage, bank accounts, cash registers, employees, insurance, everything inside the business before you buy any inventory. Then once that business is built, you buy the inventory. Same thing with real estate investing. We build the entire business and then we buy a piece of inventory that now is our we put into our business. That property is our inventory we put in our business. That's how we can scale the business. So if we jump right to deals and we don't have a way to manage the property, I'll give you an example. I have had many people say, Dustin, I bought this house. I did everything that those quote unquote gurus say. And then I went to try to find a property manager after spending thousands of dollars getting tenants. Eventually I called property managers and they said, no, I won't manage a property because I'll get shot over there. Well, you no longer have an asset. You have a liability now. So what we do is we build the business and then those experts tell us, should we, well, should we? So I ask the question, hey, property manager, instead of saying, I bought this house for thousands of dollars, will you manage it? And they say no, and you have a, a liability. Instead, you say, property manager, I'm looking to buy this property. 
would you manage it? How much would it rent for? What type of tenants will it be? What's the vacancy factor? Lots of other questions. If they say no, then you don't buy the property. Save a lot of time and effort all and money. Same thing. If they say yes, you know how much you could rent it for. You know the type of clientele. You know the vacancy, how, how long it's going to be vacant. All that good stuff because you have the experts there telling you in the market what is going to happen to that property. So you, we build the entire business first before we do anything. Interesting. I've actually never heard someone give this advice in this way before and recommend building the business before even getting started with your first investment. Most of the time, it seems like real estate investment gurus recommend starting out by just looking around in your local area and that sort of thing. So I love how you are talking about creating such a solid foundation before you even get started. Now, here is what I do as a real estate investor. And the reason why I figured like I do this now in my business is because I am an investor. I didn't just read a book and then just regurgitate and say, <laughs> oh, you know, you find a property, then run the numbers and then eventually. No, I literally did the wrong way. So 2006, I was watching with late night TV and then the infomercial came on. Hey, we're teaching real estate. We're coming to your your, your neighborhood for a, a two hour seminar, free seminar. I went to it. I was so excited. And they, it was all hype, all sales pitch. And then they said, run to the back and go get us thousands of dollars. I did that. I spent thousands of dollars. All that to say, I did what they told me to do. Exactly what you said. Hey, other people say this. I did that. And then my property manager started stealing from me within six months. It was horrible. But I didn't hang my head and say, oh, it doesn't work. No, I said, there's got to be a way that this works. In fact, remember, I've been entrepreneurial. I started many businesses. So I approached this with a business mindset. I said, well, how about if I build the business first? So that's what I do now is I build the business first. Now, in the nuance of having seller's market, well, you gotta jump on a property fast. Well, a couple things we do. Number one, we put in lots and lots of offers. We And remember, we're, we're trying to capture equity. We buy it for lower than it's worth. So we have no idea who is willing to, you know, take a haircut or, you know, uh, accept lower than market value. So we put in lots of offers. That's number one. Number two, what we do is we ballpark or estimate how much it's going to cost to fix up a house. Number one, we know good areas because we already talked to property managers. They say, hey, this zip code, this is a good area. Go ahead. So we clear a lot of things. But if we're looking at how much it's going to cost to fix up, what we do, and this this is literally uh, inside uh, te teaching or coaching that I do with my students, but I'll give this to you, uh, Gillian, because I like it. What we do is we take the square footage of the house. Let's say we're buying a 1500 square foot house. Well, I already know we're probably going to have to do carpet and painting the walls. Well, painting the walls is probably going to be about $2 a square foot. So $1,500 times $2 a square foot, that's $3,000. Flooring, about the same thing, $2 a square foot. So $3,000 for flooring, $3,000 for the painting. And we just estimate because we know what the house looks like and we can estimate what that's going to be. We put that into our offer. Does that all make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. So do you still live in California today, Dustin? I moved to Phoenix. I got out of California. It's too expensive and <laughs> laws are kind of rough. And my in-laws are here. So we moved closer to our in-laws. But I love Phoenix, Arizona. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful here. So um, as... As I'm sure you're aware, there's some states where rents can go down because the government likes to fiddle with things and like rent control and stuff like that. So if you live in a state like that, where there is the potential for that, would you recommend investing in a different state? 100% yes. I invested, so 2006, I didn't have much money. My wife and I just got married. I wasn't taught to save money. I was taught to not go into debt, which was good, but my wife was taught to save money. So I said, hey, honey, can I take the $15,000 that you saved and brought to my our marriage to buy a property? Praise the Lord. She eventually said yes, and we got it, and this is where we are now. But it was in California. 
And at the time, I couldn't buy in California. I wanted to. I just didn't have the money to do that. So I flew to Ohio. And I'll say this. I don't fly anywhere anymore. What we do is we hire experts on the ground. They're the ones that do all the work. So I don't need to actually visit. My students, we never fly anywhere. Well, I'll say this. Out of the 30 plus properties that I own, I've only seen one of them. And so the reason why is I hire experts on the ground. So I personally think if you're in a city or sorry, in a state that has not the best landlord laws for you to protect you. Now we want to protect the tenants too, but you have, you have like your rights as well. And so I personally suggest finding a state that has really good inventory and laws. And this is what we do at Master Passive Income. I teach people how to invest out of state. In fact, that's one of my favorite things to do because not everybody lives in a good area that has good properties, good price to rent, like price of the home to how much you could rent it for where you can make $250 a month. We invest all over the country. In fact, I'll say the Midwest is terrific right now. You know, Ohio, all the way down to Tennessee into the Carolinas and Florida. So I strongly suggest investing out of state because remember, we build the business first, and then the business now has inventory that we put into the business. Our properties is not a business. Our business owns the inventory. You may not live there, just like if you had a convenience store where you had candy bars, you might have 100 candy bars and maybe only want to eat one, but other people will buy the other 100. Same thing with real estate investing. We build the business, making sure it makes us money and passive income. Then we hire the experts on the ground to make sure the business runs on its own. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I've heard, I've been researching this lately, actually, because I live in Oregon. And obviously my question was, oh, you know, no. there's reason behind Oregon's my bad. question, right? I love <laughs> living here it's so beautiful but we do not have good laws for well for many things but, but including for landlords and i know especially with um you know coronavirus a few years ago that so many landlords not just got burned well they went completely under because they were not able to collect rent for a year in some cases um and if they had very many properties you know that was enough to bankrupt them well, Dustin, thank you so much for everything you've shared with us in this episode. If people are interested in learning more about you and Master Passive Income, where can they go on the internet to find you? Absolutely. Actually, I have a free course I just love to give away. Do you mind if I share that with yeah, everybody? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Awesome. So yeah, I want to give you a free course. I'll just, I want to see people change their lives and show you everything I just walked through and so much more in depth, uh, build a business, create passive income. If you text the word rental, R-E-N-T-A-L, to 33777, rental to 33777, or you go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course, all one word, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. I'll give you this, show you how to build the business, scale the business, quit your job, doing it right, making $250 a month in passive income. You can also find me on Master Passive Income for podcast. It's it's out there. If you search for it, you definitely be able to find it. YouTube as well, Master Passive Income as well. On Instagram, I actually have, uh, I enjoy being on Instagram and I'm getting DMs from people. So the Dustin Heiner, T-H-E Dustin Heiner. And Gillian, I'm not that arrogant. It's the only handle I could find that actually, you know, worked. So uh, the Dustin Heiner, you can find me on Instagram. And also I have my real estate investor conference where I'm bringing right now, we have 35 speakers. These are friends of mine that have their own YouTube channels, audiences and coaching and stuff. If you want to invest in real estate, that's one of the best places to go. I think going to conferences have has grown my businesses so much. But yeah, all the above, I would love to see people change their lives. In fact, I have a number of students that within two to three years have been able to become successfully unemployed because of investing 
in real estate. But this has been great. I love I love how much you are just giving back to everybody else's. But the passive income is by far the only way to make money. <laughs> well, thank you, Dustin, so much for everything that you've shared with us today and for including those free resources. I'm definitely going to be checking them out myself, and we will include the links to those in the show description as well. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Work Less, Earn More. Now, here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of this episode you're listening to right now and share it out on your Instagram stories. And when you do, make sure you tag me at Gillian Z Perkins so I can see you're listening. Sharing on stories is going to help more people find this podcast so they too can learn how to build their business in a way that allows them to work less and earn more. And if you really love the show, head over to Apple Podcasts right now and leave Work Less, Earn More a review to give it a boost and help even more people find it. Okay, let's wrap this up. I'm Gillian Perkins, and until next week, stay focused and take action. Take action.